0: Between the cherubim shine forth, you dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You
1: dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. But I
2: will him, give you all the praise. We thank you for today, we thank you for your mercy, thank you for your kindness, say we are exalted in Jesus' name, our Father and our God as we gather here this morning, we ask Lord that you would have mercy upon us, help us and guide us into your word this morning. Let the grace of your word over us this season be established even this morning in the name of Jesus, but I will pray for help. Help us to connect you, to align with you in the spirit, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray this morning that you will give spirit for our heart to be established in your light, in the name of Jesus. Father, you know our heart, you know all that we need even to come into your dispensation for us in this season. We ask Father that you would. Guide us in the way of truth. Guide us in the way of peace. Let us learn of your love and of your light and of your life. Help us to find your thought this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask for help this morning. I ask that you would help me in the name of Jesus. I submit myself totally to you, to your spirit, for leading, for guidance. Even I submit myself to you, I ask, Father, that you help me make me your oracle this morning, you will speak, you will speak your word. Give grace, give grace, give grace to speak your word this morning in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, we yield to you, all of us here this morning, we, we yield to you, we submit to you for your walk this morning in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen amen praise the lord hallelujah, hallelujah. amen i uh, don't just say hello to to your neighbor this morning hi, hi, neighbor. hi neighbor How hope we are all doing fine this morning yes, yes, yes. and um, hope we had a, a, a wonderful week amen. amen praise the lord Um, I welcome you here this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, We thank God for for how He has been helping us and uh, what He has been doing, and our midst here and corporately as a whole. Amen um i just want to just uh just touch a bit on uh, just the season we are in generally and also to see if i can flow from there um i know at first i was actually going to um to ask but we'll see uh perhaps maybe I can start with that actually. I was going to ask if um someone can remind us uh or just help us with a quick recap of uh I'll say last last week last week Saturday. Um if if possible, maybe Tuesday. But Saturday for last week Saturday then we can help us with a recap. Or should I call somebody? Yeah? I know it's not. It's not only here. Never meeting Ottawa. Everybody used to run away and shy away. I don't know why. Until the name is called, and then once the name is called, then everybody starts talking. Yeah. Amen. So, who wants to help us? If you are dodging, I will call you. You know, there are different signs of dodging. There are smiles, (laughs) there are shifts. And sometimes that smile is. Don't call me. (laughs) Amen. Mm Or, Kevin, do you want to help us? Mm
1: -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen.
0: So uh, last week Saturday, I think we just uh, you were just um, teaching us around the more around the make of the world, mm-hmm. and uh, you. Uh, I guess when you were emphasizing, you're talking more on how um, how to place the. How to place the life or the word? Okay. Uh, I think one thing, key thing that you mentioned was that um, you said everything that we come here to do, or that we do here, that we pray here, or the word that we listen here, is every other time when you're not here. That it really counts. So mm-hmm. that's when it is the work is really done. Mm-hmm. It's what you really do. So it for the uh, last circle there was more of a, um was more of an admonition on how to keep the life mm-hmm. outside of um outside of even in the after of here in the meetings, after outside here, uh even outside the the activity of praying and all that, how yeah. you live, how you relate, how you, um, you fellowship with your brethren. Yeah, mm. you encouraged us to fellowship, you encouraged us to um, uh, to, 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 to do the brethren life, mm. I would say. So, uh, in a nutshell, in summary, I think it was just more admonition on how to live the life amongst the brethren mm-hmm. and how to yeah um, how to keep the fellowship yeah, sure. yeah and then i think on tuesday we we're talking more on prayer uh with, yeah it uh, was more just thought of a prayer body and uh, uh you went on to yeah, you went on to talk about how important it is to pray you also encouraged us in the line of praying, fasting yeah. and um, it was you are, you are emphasizing, I think for the past one you have been emphasizing more on how important it is to do the the the, instru- the instructions or those conditional instructions of righteousness that would
2: you us for that into coming to the need of the world. Mm-hmm. Amen. Let's just appreciate him. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone want to add to that? Nobody? Just say, B. I- mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Saturday, we started with the oracles of God, mm-hmm. and then we went to Hebrews, Hebrews
1: 5,
3: and we're talking about oracle, because oracle and uh said, you described uh, in the worldly sense what oracle means, and how to, to hear the oracle. Or how to to yield or probably but to receive something from the oracle the position of the heart or what to do so you explain that in this like in the naturally what, what men do when they meet doctors and stuff and things that they ask sacrifices we're actually talking about sacrifices and then you're like they ask them for some weird things and they don't even question they just go and look for those things because they want something of the oracle. They want something. They either have of power, wealth, or some other thing. Yeah. But they need that uh, doctor to inquire of the oracle to get for them to know the will of the oracle. So they go ahead and do that. So he brought that to... Talking about spiritually, the oracle of God. And he said the oracles of God are, in, are two christ and god they are like the the doctrines of god but you have to inquire the oracle what the oracle speaks of it speaks of the will mm. of god mm. and then in order to 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 get that there are sacrifices that are needed for you to come into the will of, of god mm-hmm. and we're talking about sacrifices of a contrite heart and of a broken spirit I think we spoke about that. And then you say, you mentioned something that actually stopped me. And you, say, you said um, that for you to be able to hear the oracle, you must be a lover to be able to hear the oracle. Yeah. For, you to, for the oracle to answer or speak to you, you must be a lover. You must desire it. Yeah. You must seek for it. And I think that's what you were bringing down and saying that that's a heart of a contrite heart of a broken spirit, a meek heart in essence, is a heart that is desiring the will of God, that is helplessly desiring the will of God. And that's the heart that the oracle will speak to. That's mm-hmm. that's my own summary. And then mm-hmm. we went down on to talking about the state of our hearts as brethren. I think like this is just my own summary of my own understanding. And then you talked about how we the heart can can take different things and just Mm -hmm. see it as a spiritual thing but when we actually look deep into that that um that attitude or that action is actually kind of sin It's sin and I, i i'll give an example where you mentioned about envy and where we are like you know how the heart can say oh this is my brother this is my sister they are, oh, I admire this thing that you know this gift or this spiritual um, gift of this my brother or my mm. sister. But when we check deeply, really in the heart, there's actually envy, not truly like sincerely coveting. And I think you were you were talking about that how to identify that envy and not you like for us to avoid it. Mm. Yeah, you were t- really dealing with the heart, and you also talk about how we can be more fluid in the spirit. That is a heart position. If the heart is also always seeking for an ac- outcome, it won't be fluid in the spirit. It yeah. will be. It will almost tend to be religious and not allow the spirit to move into the heart. The heart. So basically, it was that heart positioning. And that heart, that, sac- that heart, which is a sacrifice, is the sacrifice that the Lord sees is the heart. Is this heart meek? Is this heart contrite? Yeah. Then God opens the wheel onto that heart. That's the, he opens the oracle. The oracle speaks when that heart is, is at that state. And I think on Tuesday, we're, we're praying a lot. And uh, you took us to Acts 19. When you were talking about baptism. You were talking about baptism, how we were being baptized and how um uh I don't know if it was Tuesday you mentioned where it says when you are moving from one uh level or one uh when you are moving on in the doctrine of Christ that you are learning, you are we are having breakthroughs and Mm -hmm. then you you went to uh Acts nineteen where you talk where Paul asked those people, saints in Ephesus, and they said to so what have you been baptized? Have you been baptized of the Holy Ghost? And they said, we don't know of any Holy Ghost. All yeah. we knew was John's baptism, which is baptism of repentance. Yes. And then Paul taught them uh, and prayed for them and baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus. And they received the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. So I think we were talking about that. And I feel like that was where we centered on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you so much, Count. Uh, amen. amen. Does anybody want to, to add? It's easy to eat
2: this, you don't have any addition. Joy, no addition. In there, I remember. Apart from what they already said, I was saying that I should
1: graduate Sorry. That I should graduate well. I'm looking there, bro.
2: Amen. That's good. So you did no no addition. Okay. Amen. Um, who can who can? I'm actually I'm seeing. A, I'm trying to connect the two, in the sense that the the two is a little bit. I would say separate, when it comes to, well I guess, it's. I would say the 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 flow of thought may seem different in a way, right? But it may not, it's actually, it's, I, I will not say it is, because I know Tuesday was more of a, was more of, pretty, pretty much more of a manifestation of the Spirit, for to bet um, something in us, and upon us, because um, of the season that we are in. And for me, I believe fresh, I believe uh, evidently that it was ju- it was needed in the sense that what was, re- what was given was actually more more spirit right and when spirit is given what that does is it's to equip us right it's actually is a breakthrough is is how they is how they give you things or spiritual things right for me it felt like an overflow because um, i've been i 've been seeing just the spirit build up over the weeks until it was pretty much like an overflow, and things just need to be released
1: um,
2: and what was released like I said spirit is also to equip us to move further mm-hmm. right depending on where we are in individually and also corporately right um again like you know, we are all, in our understanding, our learning, we are all in different phases, right? And wherever we are, we need spirit to move forward. Uh, it, felt, it felt, it felt more like a baptism, mm. right? And one thing I know for sure is that there was a release for both baptism of the Holy Spirit and also baptisms in Christ as well, and everlasting life. Um, that area of of everlasting life, I know we've not really, 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 really talked much about it, but, but I know for sure that it is the everlasting strength that we are using to receive what God is dispensing for us in this season. Amen. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's Tuesday. You know, there's one thing that has always been in my heart and I'm still trusting God is be able to get to a point where we can build the thoughts mm-hmm. meeting after meeting um so that it it aligns to growth mm-hmm. and I know it's 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 you no know, God doesn't make mistakes right perhaps the way things have been flowing um because if if you ask me me if you ask me uh, this, uh, there's the way I'll just arrange it okay mm-hmm. this this this, this. But most of the time doesn't come that way. And I just have to to yield. And also being mindful of our growth altogether. Amen. Because if there's anything in my heart, what what matters to me most is us, is us being raised and built up properly. And us coming into all that God has to give us, all God has to provide, all God has to make available. Right? And one thing I also want that I will, I will just mention that I want us, is, is, is like an attitude that I want us to have is to also be intentional about growth. Right? To be intentional about it. Um, don't, don't assume You've, you've gotten to know something even though you know it. Mm. Mm. Don't assume you know it because it's going to help a lot. Because mm. um, I find it, I mean, most of the time where, where I had uh, issues growing mm. were times where I assumed mm. that I knew mm. certain things. Then later, I discovered, oh, wait, this thing that I thought I knew, I don't know it. Then I had to, so, and when, 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 when I assumed I knew, I actually did carry that heart to, to listen when messages are going on, when, uh, you know, maybe Pastor Jeff, Pastor James, or Reverend is, you know, saying, bringing new things, there's, a, there's an assumption, mm. then I'd say, okay. And then, in, in, in those areas sometimes where maybe there's a gap, I'm like okay, I'll, I'll learn that one later, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not always like that, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's there's a the way to learn really is just just that attitude,
1: mm-hmm. so just that just that
2: heart. Mm-hmm. And there's a place I picked it I picked that from right, because I'm what I'm watching the people ahead of me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm watching Pastor Jeff, and then I'm watching. You see, all those uh, four living creatures in mm-hmm. supposed <laughs> to <four> living creatures? <laughs> were in EGFM there, um, not just them alone, but most of the pastors there, each time when saying saying something, even though we might have heard it before, they always say, hmm, I'm like, ah, why are they saying, hmm, oh, all the time? Okay. My mother, I'm like, it's not a if way to that maybe they've not heard this thing before. Okay, What is now making them say, hmm, oh, I began to think, I, said, well, I need to know why. Then over time, I began to understand that that is coming from is the, the posture
1: mm. mm-hmm.
2: and heart to receive. Mm. And when I learned that mm. and I began to listen and I realised that mm-hmm. that's actually a secret yeah.
1: mm. mm-hmm.
2: to blessing yes. or to being blessed, to receiving blessings, mm-hmm. right? And then when I put that heart posture, where I have a a limitation in understanding I'm and understand that I have strength to move further mm-hmm. and begin to meditate on the things. Even though I've heard it before, I say, okay, that okay. Then when they are it again, mm-hmm. I start meditating as if I've just heard it for the first time.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And
2: then that began to reshape my attitude. Mm-hmm. That began to change my disposition towards the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That also helped me in responding to the word. Yes. Right? Because both hearing mm-hmm. and responding mm-hmm. they are connected. Mm-hmm. Essentially they are totally connected. Mm-hmm. You can hardly respond to what you are hearing if your attitude to what you are hearing is not is is not if, if the attitude is not right or put together. Mm-hmm you You can hear, and as you are hearing and hearing all that somehow there'll be a a weakness in strength to respond because the heart is not receiving the word as it should right because the way they have this position, if they had, because there, are, there are many things that could happen. I'm just, I'm, I'm just mentioning one, one thing, right? Because I know that's a major, major uh, limitation. Mm-hmm. Where the moment you just, you've come into that assumption of okay, I know this. Mm-hmm. What happens? Somehow, somehow, you assume you've obeyed.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And because when you say okay, I know it, mm-hmm. then there's an assumption that okay, I've obeyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we may not even be. Nearing that,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right, and it takes. See this, this, this journey mm-hmm. eh? of of life. There's one thing I've learned mm-hmm. that has helped me is just to learn to just surrender. See this, see that thing. Mm-hmm. That thing. Mm-hmm. I, I know I have weakness there,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> and that's it. And. And that, in a way, is meekness, too. Mm -hmm. Once you are okay, I have weakness here, Mm -hmm. that help can come Mm -hmm. and help Mm -hmm. for us to overcome, for us to be victorious. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Because what the gospel gospel wants to do, really, is to get us to that point Mm -hmm. where we can see this thing Mm -hmm. is an issue. Mm -hmm. Because we don't know it's an issue before, right? Then the god is by the reason of the gospel we'll then begin to identify natures. Mm. Amen. Mm. We will identify natures and uh we'll be able to address them or grow. Because everything is tied to growth. Right. So you're hearing and you're doing, they are tied together. If you don't hear, you won't do. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah.
2: so don 't jump from the assumption that you can' do without hearing is impossible. Yes. you can't do without hearing so if if you really really care about your growth, eh, you care so much and you really want to grow if you can if you can master hearing well, well. the rest is at least mm? the rest is the rest is it's not as hard. The hardest, part, the hardest part is hearing. As it knows. You notice in, in John, right? Can, can someone, I don't know, is this what I'm going to talk about today? Mm-hmm. Can we open to the book of uh, First John, chapter 1, verse 1. Can somebody help me read it? If you are there.
1: Yes, please. Mm -hmm. That which was from the beginning, Mm which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon,
0: and our hands are handled of the word of life.
2: Okay, so see that verse one. There's 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 a chronology, there's a way they arrange those those things that John was saying right he started with that which was from the beginning so that is the there is there is something from the beginning which was revealed right now that which was from the beginning of course that's god really right which is revealed in christ right because in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right? So John one one. So that which was from the beginning. Because John is a John is a master of the beginning. When you hear John talk about the beginning, beginning, beginning like that, there's a, I mean, me, I can't give you a, for this John thing. I can't even give you a formula. The reason being that John is one of the most is one of the most hidden epistles. Mm-hmm. The the nature of John is everlasting in nature. His writing is everlasting in nature. Mm-hmm. Right? And we know that everlasting life and eternal life, they are the two lives of God. Mm-hmm. Right? Eternal life is the raw life why everlasting life is the relatable life of God or the step-down life, according to Pastor Tosin, mm. right? Is the step-down life. Now that step-down life is the life that mm. can relate with creation, naming you and I too.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? So that's what can relate. But when you talk about God's life, that is the highest form of life. Creation can access, right? So if that's, the, if, if that's the highest form of life, then that tells you that that life is extremely hidden. Or is extremely, or is highly separated. It is a high life. It is a what? High life. It's a high life. High life means it is a life that is beyond reach. Right? It is it is an ascended life. That life is high above all. Right. So when you see high, 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 you're talking about what is above. Right. So a high life is a life above all that rule it over all. So. You can see if it's, if it's a high life that can rule overall. That is why, when you come into that life, they can give you the rod eh, to break the nations into shivers. So, and that, that's in the book of Revelations, right? Revelations, I believe, is it, is it chapter 3? Right, where they, they says to him, that, okay, I give the rod uh, no, uh, to rule over nations, right? And this there's this there's, there's, there's a pattern which I can't remember but maybe I'll remember later. which is, you give the rod where you beat beat the nations into shivers, right? Now that talks about a form of rule. Right? It gives a form of leadership, a form of judgment, a an authority to judge mm-hmm. over all. And there's not everybody that can judge. Mm-hmm. Right? You just can you can't you can't you can't just ju- judge to judge. You must have come into the the discipline. You must have mas- I mean, you for you to judge, you yourself must have become the law, right? You must have become the the authority. You must have become that which you judge over. So what when you say judge, what you actually judge is life. Eh? You don't come to judge. Oh, you? You have sinned today. You are going to hell. No. When you are when you they make you a judge, right? It means you are a a ruler or a king who has a reign of life. Right? The sign sign of a king is a sign of a a reign. So a king sits and reigns. Right? Um, when you see kings, when they are greeting them, they will say, "Long be your reign right um, I don't know I don't know if the there's a way they greet them like that right uh, When they greet part of their greeting is to say that it will, be, it, it, it will rule long, it will live long right and that living long is pretty much you will rule long. so the, a king is a, is a sign of dominion. Which means it's a sign of mastery right a, they, they've mastered the law i mean you can can you can you can you see a judge that will come and judge without mastering the law right you know a judge and an advocate they are separate in their in, in the way they, they operate right an advocate would know the law know how to use the law to make a case. it is a judge that would decide whether this your case you're making is actually acceptable in the law. right? And for him to do that, he must have mastery of the law over and in, in, in some way, his mastery must be over the lawyers. Um, of course, they both the lawyer and the judge both know the law. But there's, a, there's something that separates a judge from an advocate. Even if you are going to be a judge, most of them they actually start from an advocate or a lawyer. Then they grow up to become a judge. Right? You must have mastered the law. That is why there's a high expectation for a judge. Right? Not to be corrupt. If a judge is corrupt, forget it, man. That means you have all kinds of lawlessness. Amen. You have all kinds of lawlessness. Now, the moment a judge is corrupt, forget that nation, that nation that is ruling over is going to be in disarray. Why? Because you will find unlawful people, right, or unjust situations being expressed, right? And what, that, what would that do to the society? You have a very unstable society, then, then, what, then you begin to give confidence on you begin to instill confidence in outlaws people that don't respect the law you, ex, you, you, you put confidence in them to think they can do what they can and get through how no matter what when we get to this judge we can bribe him and we'll go scot free right that is, that is why the standard the standard of a judge is always high amen so a judge is always a, a judge is a ruler. A judge is above all, right? Now, most of the time, you I think am I r- right? They call them high judge, in a way. Amen. They call them high judge, right? Is he is it high judge? I think there's something like that. Of course, we have high court. Yes, we have high court. Which is higher than your uh, regular court. Right? You have high court. You know, there are different levels of court support. But you have high courts. That high court, when you go to a regular court and you make a case, and it's like, no, 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 don't trust this judgment here. Let's take it to the high court. Right? Then they take it to the high, court. the high court will now review. They can now make a final consideration regarding the, the case. Right. Uh, I don't know if there's any other court higher than the high court. The Supreme Court, eh? I think Supreme Court here. So the supreme, the supreme Court is the supreme of all. If a, if a high judge makes a decision and they are still not happy, you have a final case, take it to the Supreme Court, right? And then the Supreme Court will, will look over it. Now, a Supreme Court is higher than a high court. So you can see the, the hierarchy there is higher and higher and higher. So basically, the Supreme one, if you have a judge there, or if you have all the judges, they're corrupt, forget that nation is gone. When I say gone, means forget, forget law and order. And you can, you can now see why you know, in Nigeria there's all kinds of things. Yeah. Because although you have good ones, but you also have bad ones. So it is, it is, almost, it is almost difficult yeah. to establish laws Amen. It is what it is almost difficult to establish laws. Amen. So a a high court or a a high life is a life that is above all other life. So when you're not talking about everlasting life and eternal life, that life is highly separate. It is too a life and that's one of the reasons why God can't just give that kind of life out like that now if God gives raw eternal life what would happen is you begin to see you begin to see men when they try to access it the life itself would consume them Right, because our God's word is a consuming fire. Now, when 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 you don't have, when you don't when you don't have a a life that is standing, right? If you don't have a life that is sure, if you don't have a life that cannot be moved, you don't dare look at eternal life. If you did, you you would you would also, you would not be seen again, right? You would you would move away. Amen. You would you would what? You would move away. That life itself would would that life will be your end. That life will end you. Amen. So God can't just give that kind of life out like that. That is why God had to step that life down to everlasting life. Because everlasting life is achievable. Right? Which is the reason for your journey in God. Your journey to salvation is for God to build you up to the point where you can be everlasting. Now, if you are everlasting, then you have the strength to take eternal life. If not, you can't take that life. So God God is much more willing to give us that life, right? So, I mean, I'm saying this just to explain the, the intensity of the life, of what everlasting life is, what eternal life is. Now using that to connect the wisdom from there. If God is if God is intentional about you not just taking it anyhow, that means the power that surrounds that life is very high. And if it is very high, God is the most invincible being. Right? God is the most invincible being anyone can come to know. The highest revelation a man can come to is God. Now, if that's the highest revelation, then what what makes him invincible must be a high power. Right. Now, and when you say invincible, right, I'm not talking about something that disappears. Oh, you know, you know, like, people use juju to disappear, and they're like, oh, he's there, but they can't see him. Ah, he disappeared. We've, we've, seen, we've seen cases where angel will just come mm-hmm. and just shield the human being, and then the, you, the person will be dead. The person won't even know. You won't see the person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What makes angels what makes capable to give them that capability is because of their nature. They themselves are invincible, mm. right? Now, if you, if you want to see an angel now, God needs to tune your eye to see them. Mm. If God tune your I eye, mean, you know, it could be your natural eye, it could be your inward eye. Mm. God needs to tune that mm. to be able to see an angel. Because mm. if an angel just comes into this world, natural, just as it is, just comes, you know they are here, right? Yeah, they are angels everywhere, yeah. Yeah. but you can't see them, yeah. they are invincible, but they are not doing anything to be invincible. Yeah. Like somebody would do juju, <coughs> offer, then they disappeared. they don't do that. Just by their nature, they are invincible, and the reason why they are invincible is because of the quality of their life the quality of their life is higher than the natural if you ask me and, okay this is it, and the reason why excuse me is like that right now is because of the degree de- the degradation of life i am sure adam could see angels i'm sure I didn't need he didn't need the gift of the spirit i'm sure he didn't need the gift of yeah. Uh, Discerning of spirit to see into the realm of the spirit. He was talking with God now. His face, just walk a voice walk in the garden. Ah, it's not. it may not even be. it may not even be where the voice is. It could be somewhere. But the moment that voice begins to walk in the garden, he knows that that voice. Ah, God, you are here. Okay, let me go and meet him. Right. Those are gifts of the spirit. Hmm? Or oh, you don't think so? I'm sure, naturally, Adam had so all this gift of the Spirit. It's just natural inside him.
1: Yeah.
2: So when we're not getting the gift of the Spirit, you now know why? It's actually it's actually, it's actually, restoration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what God, God is restoring what has been lost. So when you come into the gifts of the Spirit... Is a form of restoration. So God is restoring things. All the years that the canker worm has eaten. Eh? God is what? Is returning, is restoring all those years. God is restoring things that have been removed, God is putting them back. And of course, if He's if He's putting them back inside you, then you have an idea that the reason why he's doing that is to make sure you are put together, you are whole. You, you come to your, cap, your actual capability to actually relate with him. So, in other, in other words, it means that God is forming you back to an Adam. Right? We have first Adam, we have second Adam. First Adam is Adam, we all know. Second Adam is Christ, right? Christ grew back to Adam. And everybody can also grow back to being Adam. As we have the first Adam, the second Adam, right? And we can have many, many, many Adams, right? But of course, Adam, when you're Adam, I'm not talking about the person, I'm talking about a nature. Right. So when you hear Adam, just think about everything that that first Adam is, both in spirit, soul, and body. So everything that he is, so what makes him that Adam is what God installed in him when God created him. So inside him are tools, are things, are things he can relate with, that he's equipped with, to be able to relate with God am I clear yes. so for him to be able to relate with God yes. now all those things that is put inside him has been lost over the years yes. not everything is the same not everything is intact as it was yes. right so do you say the way let's say if, if if you if you look at it like a cake right yes. if you have a cake and then you, you cut here Right, You may not eat a cake regular, you can eat it irregular, in, a, in an irregular way. Mm. Like for example, all you have to do is just carry a knife, poach poke, poke, poke into some part, then cut a shape you want, take it out. Mm. Then go somewhere else, cut a shape, take it out. By the time you look at all those pieces again, you know, you, you, in short, it may look like it's a full piece cake. Oh, mm. But when I begin to look closer, now begin to oh, there are spaces, holes inside. Mm. The, so this cake is not whole. Mm. Even though from afar it looks as if it's whole, it's not whole. It's actually, it has, it has gaps. That's, that things have been, in summary, things have been lost inside that cake. If you want to make that cake a whole again or full again, what you need to do is, you need to start installing back all those pieces that has been lost. Then put it, when you put it there, then put icing to cover it. Then design it. Then you have a whole cake. When people now start cutting it, they won't even know that something was gone in the cake. Right? So that's, that's just a wisdom. Uh, just use that as an example of what God is doing to man, doing to us, to restore us back to what we were before. So, all those, see all these gifts of the Spirit is part of what was lost. It's part of what was lost. The ability to hear God is part of what was lost. Right? Prophecy, all those things. Adam was a prophet. Naturally, the moment he saw Eve, oh, thou art Eve, you are Eve.
1: Mm-hmm. Eh?
2: Because you are taken out of man.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: For this God shall a man live. His- you know, those, those are natures that you can find in God. You begin to see it in Adam. So Adam's state was in itself high. Adam could see angels. And because of his stature, he could see them. He could actually relate with God. To Adam, in a way, if you ask me, Adam is both visible and invincible to the natural realm here. It's because of the fall that he now became permanently bound as just natural. Then he lost the garden. Now, if you ask many people today, where is the garden? I'm pretty sure God needs to open your eyes to see the garden. You may walk past it now, but if God does not open your eyes, you won't see the garden. Yeah. But there's a reason why they put a flaming sword and an angel there. Yeah. Right? And Adam could see that angel. You notice know, when they fell, the garden didn't disappear to them, they were still in the garden. That means even though they are falling, their nature is not too lost to be able to still relate. It's like it's like a, a dent. It's like a dent in life that happened to them. Judges you you'll be wondering okay I dent in life is lower then He shouldn't be able to say no it can't. How? Okay, look at Lucifer. When he sinned and he was thrown down he didn't lose all his abilities. What happened he just corrupted them. So it's possible that when Adam sinned, even though he has dropped in nature, but he can still relate with the garden. He can still see the garden. Can still hear the voice of God walking in the garden because, in his nature, in his stature, in his make, in his, in his in the way God made him, though he's fallen, he is not, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not dead, or he's dead, but he's not erased. Let me put that word right, he's not, is not, he can, he can st- he still have all the capabilities that he had before sinning. Now, what was installed in him when he sinned is the ability to die. He died, but he now inherited the ability to continuously die. So what is inside him is the tendency to turn from God. Now, it is that tendency that Satan has been working on to get us to where we are today. To see men, generations of men where we are right now, where anybody can just come on the street and tell you, I'm a man, I love a man. A woman will come, I'm a woman, I love a woman. Then you start seeing some people advocating for um, women's rights uh, and then discarding men in the society. What the, you know, while some people will be happy, yeah, women liberation. What you don't know is people that are doing that, they are destabilizing yeah. laws, God, laws that God has already put in place people are what destabilizing everything. When you remove a man from the family, there's no more family. You don't have a family anymore. Yeah. Once you remove a woman from the family, you don't have a family anymore. Mm. You, don't, you, you don't, what you have is not a family. You have, you have something else entirely. Mm. And you want to tell me that's not Satan. Of course it's Satan. Who wants to do remove everything God created? It's Satan. His aim is to destabilize every single thing. Now, and there's a reason for that because what is actually in his heart is to actually, you know, he can't win God. That one I know. And he himself can't even say he can win God. He can't. But there's something in, in his heart. What he wants to do is see where, where you are sitting. I will sit there. That's his ambition. Now, where he's sitting, if you think it's just heaven alone, I'd uh, be like, ah, Satan, very foolish. All you have to do is just fight all the angels. Before you find your way there, how many ejes can you fight? If it's like that, then we won't be where we are like this. Satan would have just gone sit down to go and rest. He knows there's a place God wants to sit at. It's not just that place in heaven. Right? He knows that God wants to sit in you and me. So if he can take that temple, it's like a slap to God. So, what he wants to do is just slap God in the face. So, it's not his ambition, as you see it in scripture, that he wants to ascend. And it's true. He knows his place. Ordinary, when he wanted to fight uh, Michael, Michael just telling him the Lord rebuke you. Papa, finish. He knows every time he reaches, if he, if he fights all angels, because he was a high ranking angel, if he fights all the angels before the third devil, the moment he gets to Michael, Michael just needs to tell him the Lord rebuke you. Finish. Statement. If you check, if you check, is it Jude? Right? Um, Zechariah, when he comes, accusation, I have to accuse, the Lord rebuke the finish. Once they tell him that, he yeah, answer. So his defeat is already there. He knows that when he gets there, they'll just need to tell him the Lord rebuke you. And he's rebuked. He can't even pass angel, come to think he will not near God. So Satan is not it's not too. It's ambitious, but it's not too keen about going to that heaven to go and take God's throne. Where it wants to take God's throne is in every heart. Now, can somebody open 2 um, Thessalonians Thessalonian chapter, chapter 1 and let me read it, please. Oh wow, one more time. One okay. Hopefully by two we'll finish. Amen. Amen. 2nd Testament,
0: chapter 1 verse 1. Verse 1, yeah. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the... Thessalonians in God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace from God Mm. our Father.
2: Sorry, I think it's chapter 2.
0: Yeah. Verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, brethren
2: concerning
0: by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, yes. as that the day of Christ is at, at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come
2: a falling away first,
0: and that man of sin be revealed, revealed
2: the, the, son the son of, of perdition.
0: perdition. Who opposed and mm-hmm. exalted himself above all that is called, called God, God? Or that is worshiped. So that, uh, so that he, as God, seated in the, the temple, temple of God, God, showing himself that, that he is, he is God. God.
2: Yes, so that's where I'm going. So it says in that four, it says who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God. So what Satan wants to do is to do exactly that. Anything called God, he wants to oppose and exalt himself above that. Now, when you say above all that is called God, all that is called God is not just God himself. Right? All that is called God is the build up. The build up ...of things, of stature, of nature... ...unto God. Right? So, all anywhere you find a build-up of God... ...in a soul... ...it wants to go above that. So, if a soul... ...have learned little strength... ...that little, it wants to be above it. If a soul has gained so much strength he still wants to be above it. Which means, so in all levels of life, he wanted to be exalted above God. He wants to do all that. Say so that all that is worship, so that he, as God, seated in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So that's what he wants to do. Sitting in the temple of God, He's not going to a church or temple and say, I'm seated here. Now, everybody in this church will be worshipping me. No, that's not it. There's a temple of God in every soul. That's where God wants to land. That is where they will say the tabernacle of God is with man. Because man has a potential for tabernacle. Where God, there's, the, there's the inner core of man where if anybody can reach it, they can take man. Right? So, Satan's journey is to keep breaking down God in man, why? Because when you look at Adam, what God installed in Adam is all God. It's all that is called God in a way. Right? It's not, it's not the fullness of it, but to, to, to everlast in the everlasting realm of man. Because man, when he was created, is everlasting in nature. Hmm? In, in how it was made, right? Everything that God built in man, all those build up, there are things God has put in place to stop him. So Satan wants to go through all that, keep breaking it down, keep breaking it down. Anything called God inside that, keep breaking it down. And Satan has been doing that for generations. He has not gotten to the core. world is aiming for is the core of man. I mean, there's to some degree there, but of course there will be some scapegoats that they would, in a way, sell themselves all to to Satan. So what he wants to do is to go into the inner core, take. And how he's doing that, right, since generations, is to keep making you kinder, fall in love with the natural. Anything God, don't look for it. Anything God, don't test for it. Right? Now, he began to establish righteousnesses for men. Okay, this is righteousness, that righteousness. When you can do it, forget it. You are doing God's righteousness. What that would do for us is to make sure think we are gazing at God, but we are not. We're just looking at what is killing us every day. Right? He went ahead, laced every day with evil to get us to continuously. Do that. Mm. Even when we think we are, ha ah, we love God. We are serving God. We are still serving sin. Yes. We are, we are not yet serving God, right? And God knows, right? God knows. So when, when Satan did all this, we have tendencies. Satan. Satan what Satan is, is like when you when you have a virus, right? You installed in a program. You can use that virus to access the main the mainframe, right, then begin to control things, right? And that's the reason why they sell us antivirus in stores. In case you have a virus that can begin to change, you can use that virus to remove it, right? So Satan installed the virus, and then that is his key to breaking down the temples of God or the temple of God in man. Everything called called God in man, Satan is using that tendency to begin to break it down and continuously break break that down until he gets to the core and he gets to sit there in the temple as God. When he he sits there as God, then he has taken the man. (laughs) Right? And thank God that it's not just one man. If it's one man, then we are in trouble. Right? He has to do this for every man. So, of course, he can't get everybody. But you get some. Scripture says so. Some would look at God and tell God, no, we don't want you. Some, and those ones, they are reserved for everlasting fire. Mm. That's what they are reserved for. Amen. Mm. So, why am I saying all this? I'm just showing us um, what God has been doing, right? Uh, With all these things that Satan did, there's a lot lost in man. Mm. Then God needs to restore them. And when God is restoring them, how He does that is it begins to grow you, begins to build you, begin to as as he's growing you, giving you the spirit, making you to seek kingdom, learning about the kingdom, learning all these things, what he do is, he's doing is doing a work of restoration. He's restoring, he's putting you back. He's putting all things God back in the soul. He's putting it back. So when you receive the more you receive of God, the more of God you become. Amen. Praise God. So, that is uh, what God is doing, and if if God has been restoring man, right, is the journey that we have embarked on. That journey is supposed to build, put all things God in us up onto the point where we get to everlasting life.
1: The
2: way we get back, when we get to everlasting life, we can then lay hold of eternal life. Amen. Now, like I was explaining, I think because I branched here, that eternal life is a very high life. So therefore, it requires a high wisdom or it requires, it requires a high power to be able to see it or relate with it. So therefore, if something is that powerful, then it is, it is, it is extremely hidden. Because the power there, man can't relate with it. You can't see it, right? Like I was using an angel to explain it earlier, right? And then I moved to Adam, right? An angel by nature, the way they are, is in, they are invincible, right? They are invincible. If you can come into the stature that they have, they may not be invincible to you, right? And of course, when I say invincible, doesn't necessarily mean in seeing alone. You can see, but that one you may not, because that's not the only way you see in the spirit. You can also see in the spirit with the eye of your soul. Your soul is really how, your soul is really how you, your soul is really you. See the way you see, you smell, you drink, you, is your soul that does that in the spirit. So some souls are blind in the spirit, right? And the sincerity is Before you even start knowing that God will give our life to God, we are all blind. Blind. We don't have eyes, we are not seen. There's nothing even though you see men walking, eating, having all kinds of things, you are amassing wealth, different people, you know, some are poor, some are rich, all of everybody blind. Blind. And when we get born again, that sight is not restored. Hmm. We are still blind.
1: Hmm.
2: We are still blind. But God has a plan to open that eye. It is part of God's plan to restore you or to make you begin to see in the spirit. Now, and that seeing signals that they are restoring things inside you. Means that you are gaining capability to see. Now, when, when you are able to see in the spirit, they have restored something to you. Which means that thing a lot of things that has been invincible to you before will no longer be invincible to you or things that you have been ignorant of, you're no longer ignorant in them. Right? Like, uh, when we read Ephesians chapter 4, I think I'll, uh, let me see if I can read it quickly. Now, when in, where Paul began to tell us how Satan is doing his work, right? I think in verse uh, uh, 17 to 19 I'll read. He says, this I say, therefore, and testifying the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. You see, you see here now where the now you no know, the statement I made earlier, this, this is actually the scripture for it. Right? We're saying that having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Which means if you can remove the blindness of the heart, right, then there's a possibility, right, to cure ignorance. When you cure ignorance, then it is possible you, won't, you, you are no longer alienated from the life of God. So you are seeing see levels of barrier, right? Or you see how things, how we are where we are today, really, right? And when we are not, when we are not alienated from the life of God, right? then we, are no, we won't have darkened understanding. Which means that the moment you come into the life of God your understanding will be enlightened. Right? So, enlightenment is essential to actually dealing with the life of God. So, like I said, so when all of us, you know, are blind, we are unbelievers, when we get born again, our eyes of understanding is not yet enlightened. But, of course, we are redeemed. God bought us which means there's, pot- there's, there's possibility for God to cure whatever is wrong. Imagine somebody that has all kinds of sickness, but has a master. The master had decided not to take that person to the hospital. They're going to die there. Right? That's what Satan did to everybody. But what God did is he came. He saw us, ah, okay, how much is this slave? You can't pay for it. Okay, how can I pay for it with your life? Okay, no problem. Pay with his life, bought back the slave. We are that slave. When he brought us back, that doesn't mean that all our sickness is gone. It's there. However, because of where we were, our living and situation, environment may be worse or even worse than the case. But when God gets us back, is restoring us from a bad environment, a bad living environment, right? To get us a more conducive environment, Imagine somebody is sick, and then they are put in a place where they can be reinfected. All every, everything there is unhygienic, on, on right? You can maybe there's even maybe there's even mold. They put you there. You are know, breathing in there and day and night. And then there's let's say um, what kind of deadly Ebola is Ebola is around. Although the Ebola is not killing you, but the Ebola is just there, but it's infecting you, making you sick. You know that's not a very sanitary environment. It's not a good place to be. So God needs to get you away from that environment and then put you. In a hospital or, a, or an isolated uh, place where you can't infect others, but also they can attend to you, right? So that's what God is doing, right? So God take us out, then God can now attend to all of our sicknesses, right? God can attend to all of our shortcomings, all of our diseases, Right? Then you now see in Psalm 103, where the the psalmist was saying, "Who he let all my deeds. Said, blessed?" Let me see if I can quickly read it. Although so, uh, I think I'm not, I'm I've not lost my thought. eh? Psalm one o three. One thing I'm trusting God for is to be able to use scripture to paint uh, to paint pictures, because it helps a lot. And sometimes when we don't talk, 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 and we don't use scripture, sometimes it doesn't stick, right? So I'm trusting God for for helping that. So I'm saying I'm slow. I'm taking time. I'm reading the scripture small, small. Oh, I'm fast. Oh wow! <laughs> I thought I was slow. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> I did not know I was that fast. In short, in my on next day I thought I was slow. No, it's okay. I, in, in some way I talk I talk faster than this. <laughs> so in my head I thought I'm slow. <laughs> Amen. I'll I'll go slower now. (laughs) Amen. Psalm 103, it says, "Blessed the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefit. It says, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life? From destruction, who cry thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. I think I'll stop here. Amen. Amen. But you can see from from this psalmist here, what the psalmist is talking about, the psalmist is pretty much talking about the journey of the salvation of your soul. Right? It's not necessarily talking about a natural disease that and of course you know. When all that we know is just the light of the of the, uh, of, the, of, the make of the word, right? When we read the scripture, we think about natural diseases, right? We think about God forgiving us our sins. And these are things that are true. I mean, if you take this scripture and apply it like that, they are true, right? In that, in that way. But if you look at it, it's with a, a light that that understanding can. Ke- no, it's showing, but with a higher light, right, not negating that, because of course you can, if somebody is sick, you can recite this and thank God for healing, this is a scripture you can use, right, but if you're not looking to with the eye or with the light of Christ or with the light of everlasting life, you can see here that what they are talking about is much deeper, right because they're, they're not talking about things you see naturally they're thinking, my soul because you see what is started with here is bless the lord oh my soul so all these things they are saying here is about the soul not the body so bless the lord oh my soul right because and it's in that soul that Satan has installed all the diseases Satan infect that soul with the. See that thing, the fruits they ate from the garden is the masterpiece of all. That one, what they ate is iniquity. Right? Now, it's not, it's not saying that, bless the all, all oh my soul, right? Bless the Lord. And say, bless the Lord, all oh my soul, and all that is within me. So it is what? It is within. I want to say within, it is so. Amen. Yes. Is it cold in here? I, I believe it's cold because I'm feeling chilly a bit. Because <laughs> I know I'm carrying... Ca- can, can I increase the heat a bit? It is weird. I'm to have to get some some extra. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Ah, no, time. Uh, so, here it's talking about all... O- my soul then verse two says bless the lord oh my soul and i said and forget not all his benefits now the benefit they are talking about is about someone's benefit forget not all forget not all is benefit that is there he's talking about god right So forget not God's benefit. Now, what did God do to you? Now, I began to talk about all God will do to the soul. And why the soul should actually bless the Lord. He said, who forgiveth all thine iniquities? See, this aspect, all. When you hear that all there, it's not talking about some, right? It's not talking about few. He's talking about all. Now, all iniquities is not healed or forgiven if you are not yet everlasting. The more, the more you journey towards everlasting life, the more the iniquity is removed, the more disease is healed. Now, when you've gotten to that everlasting life, then you cannot start talking about all. So, in a way, the summit is talking about what is happening now? And then what will still happen later? Right? Because it's not some but all. Now, this psalmist is almost, it's almost as if it's, the psalmist is prophesying. It's the psalm of David. Now, if you look at David, David is a prophet. David, David saw into the New Testament. Most of David's psalm, when you look at it, is actually about the New Testament. It's not, it's not about the old. It's about the new. Right? David is a prophet that broke into the New Testament. He's the one that said, The Lord said to my Lord. How did you know that there's two Lords? There's Lord and God. How do you know that both, both of them are Lords? So God is Lord. There's also Lord. So the Lord said to my Lord. So that's two there. That's God and Christ. So God said to Christ, Sit. At my right hand. Till I make thy enemies thy footstool, right? And then you see that in Hebrews 1, right? When he began to talk about, um, I sit down at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool, right? So David is a man of the future. He's a man of the New Testament. So when he's he's talking about all this thing, he knows what God is currently doing, what God is going to do, and what we are going to come into. So there's a time where God is going to forgive all our iniquities. There's a time where he's going to heal all our diseases. Because iniquity is what is causing diseases. So if God will deal with these diseases, God needs to clean out iniquity. If God deals with diseases and does not clean out iniquity, there's a possible Um, There's a possibility for reinfection. Iniquity can reinfect the soul. And that's what they refer to as the tendency to turn. So if iniquity is not removed from the soul, there's a tendency to turn. Or there's a tendency to vary. That the scripture talks about him who was in him, there is no variableness, nor, nor neither shadows of turning. See, all these things that the scripture is talking about is referring to the ability of iniquity in the soul. Right? So, there's a time coming where all thy iniquities will be forgiven. Right? All thy iniquities will be forgiven. Because of time, I'm not going to branch you through that forgiveness. But what you have forgiven, but maybe maybe the next time God allows us to go through that route, we can see where God, you know, in the book of Acts 22, right, and Act 19, where actually actually Mark, 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 Matthew 13, Luke 4 or 7, I think. And then Mark 8, we're talking about the parables of the sower, right? After the parable, then he began to talk about, to you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom, but to them it's not given, that in hearing you will not hear, right? Or understand, in seeing you will not see. I think we might actually read it, because it also talks about ear, and that's actually this, this That's all this way is going, it's going is just that part, Right? I'm just explaining why we actually need to hear and take hearing seriously. Right? So you say we we'll forgive us all and forgive it all that iniquity. So what God is doing is giving forgiveness. Right? Say so when they say so lest they when you finish that, they say lest they turn and their sin be forgiven them. So what you do to, to heal a soul from diseases. Is to forgive their iniquities, so there are iniquities that will be forgiven that will get you eh, sanctified. Mm. But that doesn't mean that all iniquities have been forgiven. Mm. Right now, so when they say iniquity for, forgive iniquities, the the way they forgive, the way they forgive sin, right? Say so, so let their sin be forgiven them, right? Forgiveness of sin is part of forgiveness of iniquities. Right? How they make you Christ is that they forgive your sin. But when they are making you everlasting, they forgive your iniquities. But forgiveness of sin is part of iniquity forgiveness. It's just not all iniquities. It is forgiving some iniquity results to forgiveness of sin. Does that make sense? When you forgive sin, you forgive you forgiven some iniquities. But when they forgive all iniquities, they are making you everlasting, right? They are making you s- solid, stern. Your diseases are healed, right? So, you now see that we all, in this scripture, you can tell that we have diseases, right? Which Satan has infected us with. Part of that disease is envy. Part of that disease is strife. Part of that disease is unforgiveness. Part of that disease is um, evil speaking, right? Part of that disease is being disobedient. They are all diseases and it's because of these diseases that our eyes are blind. Part of, part of that disease or what, what the disease causes, is to make us blind. To so disease caused blindness. It's like when you have some condition, the, the main issue can induce blindness, right? So when it induces blindness, then the, 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 the soul wound can't see. So if they want to cure the blindness, they need to get to that particular disease causing, inducing that blindness. Take it off. Then they address blindness too. Right? Because if you cure the blindness and you don't get rid of that thing causing blindness, that eye will not see. Right? So part of that is God enlightening us. So that's the reason for being, for to be enlightened. So, the reason for it to be enlightened is so that we can have our understanding enlightened. So, when God give you, or when God open your eyes, or have your understanding enlightened, how he does that is, he, he gives you a tool to help you cure your ignorance. Right? He will help you cure your ignorance, in a way, because it's not all ignorance that is cured at once. They cure ignorance gradually. There's some ignorance that God would be able to cure immediately to get your eyes enlightened. Amen. Amen. So, because of time, I'm going to move forward, right? Um, get your eyes enlightened. when your eyes are enlightened, then you won't be alienated from the life of God, right? Then they remove ignorance, right? Then there won't be blindness in your heart. Amen. Amen. So when God do that, um, they, are, they, are, they are removing Satan's work that Satan has established in the soul, mm-hmm. right? So that that soul can be fortified against Satan sitting in that temple. Amen. 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 So Satan wants to sit in the temple of man, but God he won't allow that. And there's a, there's a solution to that problem. Amen. Amen. Now, the the I know from Thessalonians I think we're done with Thessalonians now. Right, now let's go back to let's go back to I believe John. Let's go back to John. Praise God. So we can see, we can see here that, so it's 1st John, 1st John chapter 1, so we can see here that that which was from the beginning is, is a high life, right? That which was from the beginning is everlasting, right? High life, exalted life, which God Uh, which was actually as a result of God stepping down his raw life Mm. to a life that we can relate with. Mm. So if that life is so high, 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 that means that everything that must come there must be elevated high. Mm. And part of that elevation, as you have been elevated, what that is doing is it is making the invincible world Mm. visible to you. Mm. Right? And that is why, you know, we've talked about blindness, right? We can't see. But now, once they cure that blindness, you can begin to see the invincible, right? We begin to see the invincible with the eye of your soul. Your eyes, the eyes of your understanding is enlightened. Then, which means all that is within you can begin to relate with God. Amen. Amen. And that is very essential. That is needed.
1: Mm.
2: We are cut short. Imagine, and I don't know, maybe it's only maybe us that are here that that seems exciting for. Sometimes I used to try to imagine what it looks like for me. And when I imagine it, I see a very very boring life. Mm. I mean, see, how can this thing be, desir- be, de- be desired by a soul that, does not, that is ignorant of it? I'm like man, it mess you because I can't see how you can work it out. Mm. God just needs to break a soul. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when a soul is not broken, that that soul can be, yeah. can be, mm. you know. I, I know what I'm doing. I know, you know, mm-hmm. get everything together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But someone need to break yeah. souls. In short, that is the criteria for 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 ascension. Mm. You need to break a broken spirit. Eh? A contract and a broken spirit. If a spirit is not broken, when you are too strong, you won't forget. Man. You can fight God, though you will even wrestle with God. Now, that is what actually stops us from being led. led. Wow. When, a, when a spirit is not broken, that spirit can't be led. Funny novel. God, shot. All this things I'm saying today is not what I plan to talk about. Honestly, <laughs> Honestly. if you ask me, I, I I was I actually had an idea of what I was going to talk about. You know, probably continue from where we stopped on Tuesday. You know, I had that. I guess God just wanted to 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 help us a bit today, right? Because it's, it's still. I mean, the, we've we've heard the message since the beginning. This is this is just preamble. Amen. So the there's a need for, there's a need for, the eyes to be enlightened. So when the eyes is enlightened, then you can see God's life, right? Then God's life is no longer invisible to you. But that is the first life of God. The life of God is like, life of God is like a stream. Let me put it that way. The life of God is like a stream, that is flowing, and there's a place it's flowing from, right? And you know the way. Most of the rivers is in one way or the other connected to the ocean. right? So the, the ocean might be the source, but you can find a stream that flows to a particular spot. right? Now, now assume that stream has quality of purity. So the source is the purest, and where you actually see the stream, beginning. Is the least pure form of that uh, of that water or stream, right? So the source itself is very pure, but it has flowed, and as it is flowing, certain things it has it, some things have been added to it, and by the time it gets to a far distance, it's not as pure as it is from the source. So you can see God's life like that, where the one you begin to see when, be, when God becomes in vain, when God becomes visible to you. The life you see is not the purest. Yeah. But it's pure, it is more pure than love life you've ever lived.
3: Yes, sir.
2: Uh... Right? Mm-hmm. But God wants us to drink all this water back to the purest form. So the water you get when you, your eyes is open and you see, when, you're, when God becomes visible to you, is the least pure. And the purer the water, the more invincible God is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, it starts from here. It's pure here. It's less pure here. In all these realms, God is invincible. The, the most, the level of invincibility here is the highest. But the level of the invincibility here is the lowest. Now, the more you journey towards God, the more you get to know God Mm. because because it's invisible up until this point and this is the only thing you can see. The rest after that is still invincible, Mm. right? So the rest after that is invincible. So the more you journey backward, the more invincible God is, which means the more your eyes need to be enlightened so that you have capability to get to see God. That makes sense. So you get to see God. So God is invincible. So if God is invincible like that, that right, it tells you that here, where you have everlasting life and eternal life, right here where that is, it is high invisibility, which means the wisdom here is very high and hard to understand, and hard to discern. Amen. So let's go back to John, right? I guess the reason why I, I think what I was explaining is that, that I'm using all of this to explain that high wisdom of John because I said John, the way John was speaking is everlasting in nature. So the wisdom that John used to write this scripture is very high. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So let's, uh, let's open back to 1 John. And it says, that which was from the beginning. 1 John chapter 1. And I'm, as I'm rounding up, I, th- I think, I think uh, we've, uh, we've established a lot. Amen. Uh, perhaps, hopefully, in the next 10, 10, 15 minutes I should be done. So that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. So you see here, it that which was from the beginning. that which was from the beginning, which is God, right? That is wisdom. Which we have heard. You see that word there? It starts by hearing. Which we have heard. Which we have heard, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. What was from the beginning? Mm-hmm. Any answer? People mm-hmm. scholars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And this, so, what was from the beginning? I was to join it. Just a little, it's not too far. Just what was from the beginning? Okay. Is God, yes. But the scripture also referred to something from the beginning. Right? John 1.1 1, 1. That which was in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. So they're talking about the Word. That Word is from the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. abi It's not in the beginning is right in the beginning was the word and then you see John saying that which was from the beginning is the same thing yeah. so what John is you see the way when you read that which was from the beginning what was from the beginning what's from the beginning what what it's very easy for us to just okay god oh yeah let's continue but it's actually god's wisdom that came upon John to paint things down like that because there's something they are referring to See this person that was from the beginning is not what everybody knows. No. No. That which was from the beginning is not what everybody knows. Say so which we have heard. right? So they heard him, who was from the beginning. Now they are talking about a statue there. That's what it's actually everlasting. When you check it. Right? Which was from the beginning. Because that which was from the beginning is the word. Which became flesh. Or you, can, or you call it um, Logos. Which was in God. Which they can... They, sometimes they refer to as Lord God. Right? Is Lord God. Which is the stepped-down life of God, which God used to relate with man. He's still God. Right? But it's God, but not Jesus yet. It is the word that became Jesus. Jesus now grow back to the word. So it's word that nobody can see. Angels don't know. Right? Angels don't know the word. When Christ came and they wow. God revealed God made him God, God in flesh. Wow. Then he grew back. He so said, when he bring it in the first begotten, he said, let all the angels worship him. You no know one they worship because they say, wow. This is God, Christ was a wonder to angels. They didn't know that God, because his word he was with God. Angels are not seeing him. The way they are seeing him now, they're not seeing him. What, what you just see is God. What you see, I'm sure, is God. Then you see, then the spirit of God, but you won't see the word, but it's there. Wow. Then God brought forth the word. Then I said, Oh wow, so this is God? Ah wow. wow. So angels now saw the word. Wow. But that word is also God. That word is God. Amen. Yeah. Right? See that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. So the answer, they begin to hear the word. It takes somebody who God is not invincible to to hear the word. Amen. So because it is not something ex- out, out, outwardly available for everybody to hear. Now, hearing Holy Ghost talk to you, speak to you, lead you, go here, don't go there. Don't eat that bread. That is not you hearing the word. That is not you hearing he that is from the beginning. That is you hearing Holy Ghost. For you to hear he that is from the beginning, God must open your sight. Hmm? It is by opening of sight that you actually hear they cure, that can understand it they cure blindness of the heart right they make the life of God visible to you, you are no longer alienated, meaning the life of God is no longer strange to you it's now flowing to you it becomes visible to you right, and that is the life of God that is flowing now and that is where we should put attention to hearing. So when we are talking about hearing, if if God will save you, how He will save you is by hearing. Right? Let's go to Romans ten that we read during prayer. Put one hand in this John. Put one hand in Romans ten. That's the two scripture we'll read and then we'll end. Am I still fast? No. I've slowed down a bit. Okay. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in of whom they have not heard? See? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring light tidings of good things. See, this scripture, I'm not going to talk too much about it because this preacher of itself is a message on its own. Right? But I'm just going to preach that Verse uh thirteen says for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall how how shall we say for for with the heart man believe unto righteousness with the consciousness unto salvation? Verse eleven says, For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Twelve. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon him. Now verse 13 says for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call? See, you must call, right? But how can you call if you don't believe? Right? So how, how then shall they call on him they have not believed? Okay, because of time, I'm not going to talk about this belief. This belief is another message. On him they have not believed. See, what all these things are saying is actually these scriptures about soul. Soul response. When you say, how shall they call on him they've not believed? Think about the soul. That thing that they talk is the soul that needs to do it. Hmm? It's not just you saying, oh Lord, save me. Right? When you get born again, Lord, save me. There's some measure of it, but that's not really what they're talking about fully here. Right? To be saved is to be saved to the uttermost. To be saved is to be saved in all things, not just some, right? So how then shall they call on Him whom they have not believed? On Him, not. How shall they call in Him? How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? Because you must believe. How can you get to believe? Then you must hear. Says. And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? In whom what? They have not heard. So, you can see how hearing is tied to you being saved. Hearing gets you to believe. Believing gets you to call. Calling gets you to be saved. Without you hearing, of course, for you to hear, there has to be, there has to be a word. Sent. Yeah. Right? Right? with a preacher that is why we have heard from him that is from the beginning that which we have heard that we, that which was from the beginning which we have heard right John that which was from the beginning which we have heard that they have heard is what was sent with the preacher in Romans 10. Then the preacher preached so that men can hear. So hearing is key. Because until you hear. According to John. Then the next thing is that which we have heard. Which, are, which we have seen. With our eyes. You see how the two is now connected. If you have not heard. You can't see. Because part of getting you to see. You must still hear. Does that, does that mean, am I, I, don't, I hope I'm not confusing you guys. Right? You must hear to see. When well, you, see. you see? You need to hear more. The reason for seeing is so that you can actually hear better. Right? So you need to see and hear better. But you need, they, need, they need, to be, God need to equip preachers to speak That which was from the beginning. Because that which was from the beginning is a high wisdom, hidden, invincible. Amen. That invincible, if I want to summarize it in something easy to understand, means it is not known. Invincible means not known. When something becomes visible, it means it is known. So God is invincible to you because you don't know God. The only way God can be visible to you is to start knowing God, and in knowing what God, how God then, how God begins to draw you, then God begins to speak to you. Then you need to hear. As you are hearing, eyes open, you see. Which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. So if God not open your ear to hear, so that you can see, then you can't look. Because that seeing doesn't mean you have a focus. Right? What you are seeing, you can be seeing many things. But they they still need to cure you from seeing many things to see one thing. If your eye be single, remember that scripture? Then, how great is the light? They are all interrelated. So when they open your eyes your eyes is still seeing many things then they will treat your disease so that your eye can be single so you have a focus that you can begin to look upon because when you are looking upon something is when you have a direct gaze direct focus what are you looking upon the word what is the word is word that would install life in you you see that looking at the word as all everything that has to do with you desiring God loving God Knowing God. Yeah. You look. You look upon. Then what happens when you look upon? Then you're, see, and Our hands have handled of the word of life. When you begin to handle word, word is when the, the, the life of God is not strange to you. Then you gain mastery to begin to obey. This is when understanding is established. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let me see if I can open Luke, Luke 8 or Luke 7, depending on where that scripture is. It's 8, Luke 8 actually. And yeah, I thought as much. So look at Mark Mark seven, I think. Sometimes I think I should just Think uh let's just look look, Luke 8. Let's read it and then we can go. It says Luke 8, verse 5. Uh no, that's the beginning of the sower. Let's go to verse 10. After he has finished the parable of the sower, then verse 9, the disciple asked him, saying, What might this parable be? Right? Jesus was speaking in parables, and in Jesus says parable. It is hidden the key to the kingdom. So, let me just say, Jesus' parable is the mystery of the kingdom. Most of the time when Jesus is speaking parables or talking, what he talks about is the kingdom. Most of the time, right? Verse 10 now says, And he said, when after the disciples have asked him, said, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Now that this it is to you, it is given. Doesn't mean that at that time they actually know the meaning. It is something that is supposed to happen later. But Jesus was talking as if it is now, but it's actually is a, a future thing. See, to you, it is, which means that the ability to know is actually given to you. You would you would get to the point where you actually know the mystery, right? Now said, but to others in parables, which means not everybody will understand the mystery of the kingdom. Some will understand, some won't. Right? Yeah. Now, for those that don't understand, but some in parables. When the mystery of the kingdom is still a parable to you, your eyes is not yet open. So there are some that will know the mystery of the kingdom. When you know, like I was explaining earlier, that God being invincible is he not known. Yeah. When God becomes visible, he is known. Yeah. Right? So when you know the mystery of the kingdom, means the, the kingdom is no longer invincible to you. You can see the kingdom. Does that make sense? So when you see the kingdom, it is no longer parable. The kingdom is no longer parables to you. Now, parable is something you don't understand. Parable is something you don't really get the message. Parable is something they have to tell you what the message is or the meaning is. Right? A parable is like it's like a wisdom. If the person that has the key does not tell you, you won't know what it's about. Right? So that's, that's Jesus' way of speaking. They now said in verse 10, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables. So, but to others in parables. Now, the next statement is for those which the kingdom is still a parable to. If the kingdom is still a parable to you, then the rest applies to you. Let's go ahead and read it. It says that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. You see? Now, the parable this. The city is the word of God. You know, and I began to talk about that, right? They might not understand. I think we might eventually have to read this, Marco. Because in the... Eh? no no because this statement is said twice actually no more than that actually there's this statement and then there is act uh 22 where jesus met with uh paul and then paul began to explain and said that in hearing they will not hear any see they will not say lest their sin be forgiven them right let me see if i can find this in mark or matthew actually matthew 13. I know it's there in Matthew 13. And then verse 11. It says, He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever art to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that he had. Therefore I speak to you, Therefore, speak I to them in parables, because they see not, and hearing hear not. Neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of the so we said, By hearing he shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing he shall see, and shall not perceive. Amen, right? For the people's heart is well gross, and their ears full of hearing, and their eyes, blah, blah, blah. Then go move forward, and I says, less at any time, verse 15, right? So for these people's heart is wax gross and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ear and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. See this, I should heal them, like I was explaining earlier. It's also forgiving them. Right? I think Acts 22 is what actually explains it. Verse um, I think around 19. eh? Acts 22 verse Hmm. Come mm-hmm. on. Is it Act Act Twenty Two, Verse Act Twenty Six, actually? 26, not 22. 26 verse 18 says to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. It says to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. I think that's it, because of time. I think I'm just going to a postion. so that may receive forgiveness of sins right now all these thing that they are doing here you can see how hearing mm-hmm. ends in forgiveness of sin yeah. now forgiveness of sin is a healing mm-hmm. and the healing is the restoration of God's life in you mm-hmm. am I fast you are healed or you are forgiven then God restores life in you. And when God restores life in you, then you are made whole. Or they are making you whole. Right? And when you talk about that, you can look at ourselves, how we have been shifted. Mm. We are not whole. We, we have so many limitations. We have so many weaknesses. Right? And hearing is going to cure a whole lot of issues. Or is, hearing is the beginning of healing. Right? So that means that if we are going to be healed, we, our hearing capability mm. needs to be addressed. The way we hear, our attitude to hearing, yeah. how we hear, what we keep when we hear, our tenacity when we are hearing is very important. Mm. I think that is what uh, I'm, where I'm going to stop today. Um, let's just begin to thank you. Father, we thank you, give you all the praise. We thank you for your mercy. Mm and your kindness we thank you for your for your love we say we are exalted in jesus name father we thank you for today we thank you for your love We thank you for your mercy We thank you for helping us to speak your word at this level today we say we are exalted in jesus name father as we as we go today we ask lord that you help us to tune our ear to your spirit to tune our ear to hear you which speaks from above Father, that you will, in any way we are not gathered, our attitude is wrong, our yes. positioning is wrong. Father, you will help us to yield Jesus. and to, to turn Amen. to you, to, to take the tenacity to hear your Amen. word, to commit our, ourselves to hearing. That we would, we would, we would uh, structure our hearts, we will arrange our heart to hear you afresh, yes. fresh Amen. every day, every moment, Amen. to listen to you and to receive your blessing. Amen. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we prayed. The shine
1: prayed. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You.